We've marked all of the homework. We've given out all of the grades. Uh, today on Locked on Blue Jackets, we are handing out the Locked on Blue Jackets valedictorian, as well as a bunch of other awards. So stay tuned. Your Locked on Blue Jackets, your daily podcast on the Columbus Blue Jackets. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to Locked On Blue Jackets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Jay Foster. With me is my co-host, Aiden Hileson. And uh, we're here to talk to you about the good, the bad, and the ugly about your favorite team and ours, the Columbus Blue Jackets. Before we get started, I want to thank everyone for making this your first listen of the day every day. Oxford Blue Jackets is free and available on all podcast platforms. We're over on YouTube where we hit 500 subscribers, so shout out to you guys for that. Uh, We'll have an announcement about that later in the episode, which I'm pretty excited about. Uh, And we're also on SiriusXM. If you're a radio person, you can find us there as well. So... Hayden, we have gone back, we've written down all of the grades that we gave out, um, and in terms of who we're going to give valedictorian to, we have got three candidates, I believe, or no, two candidates, which is surprising to me, uh, because I could have sworn that Johnny Gaudreau was going to be an A-plus candidate, but our only A-pluses have been Kent Johnson and Karel Marchenko. Those were the two dudes. Those were the two dudes that we determined had the best season individually. So congrats to those two guys. I don't think anybody would really contest that. I mean, they both were phenomenal. I think I think at the end of the day, though, Jay, there is one player that I think had a few more flaws and I could even consider bumping down to the same level as Johnny Gaudreau. So as I think in the moment, sometimes when we do these season reviews, we realize like we say a lot of things maybe that we don't mean. I've said some certain things about <laughs> some players throughout this that I may may have not meant, you know, but Jack. I still yeah. I still laugh about it. But we're just um, a pulse is all we are, you know, in yeah. any given moment. How is a Blue Jackets fan feeling? That's how I felt that day. So sorry. My apologies. But. Yeah, I have a. I think I have my vote though for who is getting the crown or what do they get? I don't know. I never won. This I know. Like, yeah, but well, obviously, I, so valedictorian doesn't exist in England. So I'm just going off of everything that I have learned in the, the American like, CW series and stuff. Yeah. Um, but I have my vote as well, um, and I think we might have the same vote. Uh, and I'm going to say that Ken Johnson is my in this season. Wow. I had Marchenko. Interesting. Okay. Why? Well, I just think, I think they both did similar things. They both had really exciting plays on the ice. They both were a spark to watch. They just, they're, they're at the same level of hockey. I think it's just Marchenko is a little older and you can, that shows, like, the experience of playing professional hockey, I think, had made his transition to his rookie season a little more seamless for him. And that's why he was – he's so comfortable in the locker room, right? You know, because he's finally made it to this point. He's been around the guys before or, like, you know, he just – he had the – and then also the other one, like, I had best best flow 
and and I had these two guys. Are we giving Machenko as well? Coincidentally, these two guys and Boquist, I think, were all at the top of best flow, and I still think Marchenko takes the cake there. But I don't know, and I feel like Ken Johnson had a couple more mistakes and a couple more turnovers that stuck out to me at times. But outside of that, it was really hard to choose. It's just yeah, there's a couple really, more really good for me. What about for you, though? What about for you? I think for me, I think Kent Johnson takes the edge just because I think he's a little bit more of a well-rounded player. Um, I, I Like anyone else, I loved that Marchenko was just refused to assist on goals and was like, I'm just going to score goals and nothing else. I thought it was great. Um, sometimes you need a guy like that. Uh, but I think Kent Johnson has a little bit more of an all-round game. Uh, I think he improved more as the season went on. I feel like we got basically the same Marchenko at the start of his uh, season at the end. At the end, I think you could see Kent Johnson's improvement throughout the season. I think he improved more. Um, the kid's just so exciting. Um, like they both are, but I think Kent Johnson takes that like that to the next level you know he's he's a box office player as we kind of have started saying on on this show um and i think he's i haven't checked this so i may be wrong but i believe kent johnson actually had one of the best underlying stat blocks this season um he was a surprisingly good possession player um which i was not expecting and i don't think other people were expecting I was expecting him to be flashy and offensively gifted. Uh, I did not expect him to be the very strong two-way player that he was. So, I, but I could, I could also, like I say, I think you could see an argument for Johnson. I could see an argument for Marchenko. You know, it really is. We are sp- splitting the thinnest of hairs here. They both had really, really great seasons. I will say one thing about Ken Johnson is I think he. I feel like Trevor Zegras just recently came on the scene in Anaheim, like the last couple of seasons, really. And I just thought in his rookie year, like when when Zegras was wearing number forty six, do you remember that? Before whatever number oh, he was, he wearing yeah. now, like he was wearing forty six before that, and he was so fun to watch. And I just remember thinking, man, I really wish we had a Trevor Zegras. And then Ken Johnson happened. The <laughs> yeah, now we do. And I'm like, now we do. And I think you know he's doing low is a little better, I think. But Ken Johnson's Johnson's the only guy that scored in Michigan in this league in this season. So that's uh, that's it for me. It was the coolest. It was the goal of the year. He he wins goal of the year. So if there's like uh, extra superlatives, that goal was by far my favorite. A close second would have been Boone Jenner's goal that he had in Buffalo where he toe dragged Ross Mastalin. That was awesome, too. Yes. Yeah. Also a very good and fun goal. Um, yes. I would like to issue a correction on my take, which is that I've lost Kent Johnson. Where is he? There he is. Uh, Kromarchenko and Kent Johnson both had excellent um, underlying numbers, actually. Uh, and Kromarchenko had slightly better possession numbers than Kent Johnson. So I will issue a correction on myself. For that, um, I still think I'm going to pick Ken Johnson as the valedictorian. But again, both very well deserved. I think um, we'll we'll put a poll up. We'll let you guys uh, yeah, get your you opinion out there too. Who, we need to give we need to give a winner out there. You guys are part of the show as well. So yeah. So let's 
so I feel like, okay, so we've given out valedictorian. Are we giving best forward to Johnson and Marchenko as well? Or do you think you would give that to someone else? Because I think highest grade is not necessarily best. You know, I feel like Johnson and Marchenko both got good grades because of their on-ice play, but also because of their just like pure potential, you know? Yeah. So I feel like they got bumped up for potential, which is not a bad thing. But do you have do you have a choice for best forward that is different? Oh, yeah. I mean, the, uh, this is a layup. I think both of us should have the same vote for this one, I feel like, for best forward. It's not either of these two. I completely yeah. agree with you. Those guys get boost for, you know, valedictorian because they are the potential stealing. But I think Johnny Gaudreau wins best forward for me. Agree. I think that's my vote. Yeah. Is that yours? He yep. played the most minutes of any forward, uh, had a different line mate basically every game, and still managed to lead the team in points by a gap of like 20-something. He was... And, and I think he's going to be better this season. So yeah, I agree. Johnny Gaudreau, best forward. But I think honorable mention goes has to go to Patrick Laine. 52 points in 55 games. If he'd stayed healthy, I think we could be having a very difficult conversation here about who was the best winger on this team. Yeah, it would have been pretty much the same argument, right, that we just had between Marchenko and Johnson. Like, it would have been a toss-up. You Both sides would have <laughs> exchanged their arguments. Yeah. I mean, but at the end of the day, Johnny Gaudreau coming in here in his first season and playing 80 games – or what, 70? He played... He, played, he, he was one of two players that played 80 games, yeah. He played so. 80 games. 80 games. And he, he was less than point a game. He was the fastest player on the ice. And uh, he got booed the most times uh, in opposing arenas for some reason. Like, he got booed in Long Island. He got booed... Everyone else just real mad that he didn't yeah. sign with Philly, that, New Jersey. He's the rock star, so I'm giving it to ham and cheese. Agreed. Uh, let's take a quick break, and then when we come back, we'll hand out some more awards. Uh, we'll do best defenseman, we'll do best goalie. Um, I was going to do best flow, but Hayden's already handed that out, so we'll see what else we hand out in just a second on Locked on Blue Jackets. First, though, I've got to tell you guys all about FanDuel because the football season kicked off this weekend. FanDuel is giving you the chance to win all season long. Right now, when you bet on a Super Bowl winner, you can get bonus bets every time they win in the regular season. Just pick any team to win the Super Bowl, and you'll get bonus bets for every victory. I bet Hayden is wishing that he had picked the Lions to win the Super Bowl right now, and then he'd be getting bonus bets they could use on spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. You can even use those bonus bets on things like the NHL, which is back in uh, just over a month. And I don't know, maybe you can put bets on Johnny Gaudreau leading the team in scoring yet again. So visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. Start earning your bonus bets with America's number one sportsbook. That's FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. Official partner of Major League Baseball. Nope. Official sponsor of the National Football League. And uh, also us, the LockedOn Podcast Network. We are back with Locked On Blue Jackets. Every episode, it gets more and more clear that this is the only sport I pay attention to. I was like, yeah, Major League Football. That's a thing. It's not. It's fine. I'm doing my best out here. We all are. Um, I didn't even notice that you said that. <laughs> let's I didn't even notice. I truly didn't. Defense. Um, I feel like this is going to be a bit of a, tr- a trickier conversation, if I'm being honest. Um, who do you think was the best defenseman on this team? I'm looking at the grades now, and no one got higher 
than a B plus, except, oh no, I'm lying. David Juracek got an A minus. But again, I think that was for potential as opposed to actual on ice impact. Um, couple of guys got a B plus, but for the most part, it, it's B's and C's, excuse me, B's and C's across the board for defense. So who are we, who are we putting in for best defenseman? Yeah, it's it's B's and C's across the board. You nailed it. And I feel like it's it this is a tough this is tough. There are so many candidates. I mean, I feel like this is a an award that we should be giving to Zach Orensky. Like it should be handed to him year in, year out, just like Johnny Gaudreau just won best forward. But problem is Rowensky's we didn't even give him a grade. We listed him as uh not of not available. Like that's yeah, That's we didn't give him a grade, I think, because yeah. he only played 13 games and it felt like it, it wasn't that we had a body of work from other leagues either, you know? So like a lot of the defensemen only played a handful of games, but we had their work with the Monsters to look at, all their work in Major Junior or college or whatever. But Wierenski was like, okay, 13 games and done. So we didn't hand out a grade for Wierenski. Um I feel like the answer might be Vladislav Gavrikov who we gave a B plus and I think he was maybe, maybe he wasn't the best defenseman, but I think he's probably the most deserving of getting that award just because let's be honest, none of the defensemen were great this season in terms of on ice impact. Gavrikov carried this team through a lot and then was very good on LA, I think. So that's my that's my vote. Yeah. You know, that's not a bad pick. And I think it's the right pick. And I think he him going to LA showed that he was a, a sought after player. Like he was talked about for the last couple of seasons as a defenseman that was potentially going to get moved. And he lasted in Columbus for a long time. And finally the Kings took him because he had reached that point where Okay, we need to get him to load up for to make a run. So I don't I don't mind that actually. That's pretty good. I was gonna pick somebody that's gonna be back here next year. That's that's why I didn't think of him, but I guess it doesn't matter because it's about the yearbook. So that's that's cool. I think that's okay. We can roll with Gavrikov. I would have yeah, just no, I wanna know I wanna know who your thought was. Yeah. We, I like, I have the, I actually do have one A for one defenseman, but he played two games. David, I, I David Yurchek, he had a, he had an A minus, but like I don't remember anything that he did, so I don't want to give him best defenseman. He was, I want to give was it, best defenseman for the Monsters, but I true, think best defenseman for the Blue Jackets. I think. Well, are we including? Team. Okay, so we're not. Okay. No, so, I think this is this is going to be best player for the the Blue Jackets because otherwise, yeah, it'd be so easy to just give it to Yerichek because he tore the AHL into teeny tiny pieces. Um, he did, and he he let a lot of players kind of like that power play was really clicking in Cleveland. Like there was a lot of really good stuff out there for people that that watched him play. Like he he was moving the puck around really well, but. I guess this is where we're just picking between. I'm just throwing a different name out there just to I'm cool. I'm cool with us taking Gavrikov for the Blue Jackets. And I'm just, you know, just for the point of conversation. Another guy considered for best defenseman, just because 
I feel like his grade might be he 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 took a lot of uh, heat this year. Andrew mm-hmm. Peak. I would have given I, mean, I that would you know I was like Hayden's gonna pick Andrew Peak for this. I just had I just had a feeling. Um. <laughs> he just he blocked didn't he block like a ton he of shots like the this fourth year? Most shots in the in the entire NHL. Yeah, I just. I, I don't know that we can give it to him just because I feel like in every single other defenseman review, we were like, okay, this goal was bad, but if you look, it Peak was Andrew Teeks in the wrong yeah, place. He had true. a lot of bad positional play. He had a lot of pinching when he shouldn't have done and not being able to get back in time. And so it made, you know, I, I'm trying to think who we were talking about specifically. I think it might have been Tim Bernie. Of he had a lot of low lights this season, and then you go back and you're like, oh well, he was basically playing single defense because Andrew Peak was nowhere to be found. So like that's that's my argument for that. I do agree. He he gave a lot for this team. He was the only other player apart from Gaudreau to play all or almost all the games. Uh, he played 80 games as well. Uh, hit career highs in a lot of things, I think. Um, and yeah, blocked a crap ton of shots. So I don't know that I would put him above Gabrikov. Okay. I, I agree. Let's take Gavrikov. And then last two that I also tossed around, just as just these aren't these guys don't compare to Gavs, but Billy Sweezy, I thought about him because we gave him a B. And I just remember he was a, just a water bug out there. Mm-hmm. And he he didn't take a single NHL shift for granted. And he reminded me of, of a uh, like Blankenberg, who we didn't get yes. to see a whole bunch of. And we gave Blanks a B plus, And he had some Blankenberg good Blankenberg was one, going to be one of my honorable mentions as well. I think if he, again, he's another player, if he stays healthy all season and he can get into the lineup, which if I was in charge of the lineup, he would be there. But he might end up going down to the Monsters and playing there and getting called up or whatever. But yeah, Blankenberg was on my list for um, honorable mentions because, again, I think potential and... He was just, he made the team better every time he was on the ice. And it's tough to find a defenseman that, that does that, I think. Yeah. yeah. Um, let's talk goalies. This one feels like it's a, this, this one feels like a gimme, you know? Like, the best goalie this season has to be Corpusalo, right? Yeah. It can't be yeah. anyone else. Um, yeah, this is In easy. terms of grades, uh, Corpusalo got a B, Jet Greaves got a B. Tarasov got a B minus. Michael Hutchinson got a C. John Gillies got a C. And then Elvis got our own, the only F we handed out uh, went to Elvis, which, sorry, Elvis, but. That feels mean. Are we I know, mean? I felt really bad about Are it. Like, we I just bad sports... grade, yeah. But I did feel bad about it. Um, but Corpusalo, it's, it's the easy answer. Yeah, yeah. He kept this yes. team in games that he had no business keeping them in. He was phenomenal for LA when he went there. Um, and he got rewarded with a massive contract in Oshawa. So he just, Fly high. I don't know, I'm going to miss Corpy. Yeah. He's going to, he's going to soar in, uh, in Ottawa. I feel like he's just going to take off just like Bobrovsky did in, uh, Florida. I know maybe Bobrovsky didn't really take off necessarily. Bobrovsky had a couple of slow years and then was good this year and great in the playoffs. And I would be surprised. I wouldn't be surprised if Corpusalo maybe has, he's kind of a slow starter. Anyway, I feel like I wouldn't be surprised if he has a slow start in Ottawa and then picks it up around about uh, maybe around about Thanksgiving or Christmas time and then just steamrolls through the rest of the of the season. But yeah, I'm predicting good things out of Corpusalo in, in Ottawa. Yeah, I'm hoping for good things for him. And the, their team's just exciting. Terrence Senko, mm-hmm. Brady Kachuk, like they're just so much fun. 
And I'm trying to find who his defensemen are. Just and my internet's going um, slower than defenseman. dirt. Ah, uh, well, they've just given a bunch of money to Jake Sanderson, who was one of the best young defensemen in the league last season. Uh, they've got Thomas Shabbat, who was very good. Uh, they picked up Jacob Chikrin um, from from Arizona. I know a lot of people wanted the Blue Jackets to pick him up. That's right, Jacob uh, Chikrin. That'll be really good for him. Yeah. yeah. So he's got like an actual defense in front of him, which he didn't have this season for the Blue Jackets, oh. and was still good for us. So he'll be he'll be fine in Ottawa. Um, Let's take another quick break and then, yeah. They just got a deep Let's core. Let's take another quick deep break young and core, then yeah. we'll talk about some guys who we maybe should uh, regrade based on now that we've had time to look at the the entire list. Uh, we'll look at some honorable mentions and maybe we'll we'll change some grades uh, because it's our show and we can do what we want. And if we want to change a grade, we will. That's coming up next on Locked on Blue Jackets. All right, welcome back to Locked on Blue Jackets. We're talking about last season again. Uh, for the last time, we are just wrapping up. We're doing our yearbook. Um, and I realized that one one award that we forgot to give out, Hayden, uh, unsung hero. Who do you think is the, the unsung hero of this season? I have an answer, um, but I'm, I'm interested in if you have an answer as well. Yeah, my answer, my answer for this one was... Sean Corrali. Interesting. Sean Corrali. I feel like he was unsung in the fact that he didn't skip a shift. And he 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 brought a lot of like just courts hockey, you know, mm-hmm. without courts being there. Like yeah. he just was he was a good penalty a killer. A little bit of sandpaper. Um, I just feel like I don't know. I just see something in Sean Corrali that I don't know. I wasn't in. I, I didn't have a, a really good one for this one. I'm going to be completely honest. <laughs> yeah, so I have a better one. Right now I'm Please. looking at the grades that we gave out and I'm wondering, is he unsung? Um, but I wanted to give this to Boone Jenner because yes. Yes. Okay. he is the heart and soul of this team, I think. Um, I think a lot about how good of a captain Nick Felino was because I think he was a really, really good captain. But. As soon as he got that letter on him, his play started to dip. And I don't know if that was connected to injuries or if it was there was too much pressure of having the captaincy. But he had, you know, some pretty poor on ice seasons after that. Boone Jenner got that letter and got better as a player. Yeah. I think he's been really, really good for the past couple of seasons. Um, I think he's a brilliant captain. Uh, and I think he gets a lot of criticism around this league for being probably the least well one of the least well-known captains i feel like um but i don't know i like him he'll he'll stand up for his guys he will crash and bang he plays on the power play um he wins face-offs he does a little bit of everything um and i think he should get more credit than the average person gives him he's he's one of the one of the three from the sweep team it's him, Morensky, and Robinson for a reason. And the thing is, mm-hmm. Boone Jenner's still got like his whole second half of his career left ahead of him. So he's like, he's still getting better every single year, it feels like. And you're right, him becoming a captain for Columbus was the best thing that happened to him because he's only became better. It's like he's it's like he's he's just he's shutting up all the haters, is what he's right. doing. 
He's shutting them all up. There's nothing you can say about Boone Jenner. Like, my favorite argument is Boone Jenner is the elite center in the NHL. He's a top two center in the NHL on a Stanley Cup winning team. Just, just believe that. He's just the captain of your favorite NHL team. Just go around in your hockey circles and throw that one out there because he deserves it. And honestly, you could back it up too. And guess what? He's got I also want to give him a shout out for um, so last season I did a crossover with Lockdown Penguins. Um, Hunter Hody's the host over there. Was talking a little bit of smack about our guy Boone Jenner. I was like, you know, the the most random captain. And like, a, I don't think your captain should be your best player because uh, I think it's two different skill sets. Um, but immediately after we had that conversation, the two teams played each other, and then Boone Jenner scored the opening goal of the game. And so I did get to send a very smug text. To Hunter, who is a very good friend of mine, I will say that. We like to talk smack to each other, but I did enjoy Boone Jenner um, taking it personally that he heard some Pittsburgh fan talking smack and was like, I've got to fix this. So shout out to Boone Jenner for that and also for uh, everything else. I think he's uh, – I, lo- I love Boone Jenner. He's great. He also has the least amount of teeth on the team. I'm pretty sure all of his teeth are fake, not to out him. I think that's – Actually, that might be outing him. I don't know. I think that's a well-known he, thing. He's had his teeth fixed, I think. I know there yeah. was a long time where he had all of his butt, his front teeth missing. I think he's had them fixed. Presumably I'm talking about it like it's a good thing. wife asked him yeah. to, but... It's a good thing to be missing teeth because he's yeah. a hockey player. Well, he's face. It's fine. Yeah. He's an unsung hero. I think that's perfect. I'm glad we went that direction instead of Sean Corrale, who I think... I think Sean Corrale is a, a, very, a very good finalist. For that award, I think if I had to give out three grades, like th- like three finalists, I think it would be Jenna, Corrali, and maybe Patrick Laine. Because again, I don't think he gets as much respect. Maybe outside of, of Columbus than anyone else. But yeah. I also think he, I don't know that he's unsung. Um, although Patrick I did Lane realize Jeff, Jeff Svoda did a really good article about how he's a quiet leader in the team. Um, which I really liked. And, you know, Adam Fantilli's living with him this season, so he's clearly stepped up in that veteran role, which, again, feels weird to say veteran uh, for a guy who's 25, but it is what it is. Um, I had one for... I had one, uh, an extra one for... Oh, shoot, I just lost it. Sorry. You're right. They're living together, so their chemistry is going to be through the roof. I can't wait yeah. to see it. I hope Definitely. they are just up all night playing Chell, FIFA, PGA 2K, NBA 2K, Madden, you know, the Call of Duty Warzone. Is that still happening? Fortnite, yeah, the kids are still playing. The adults are still playing, too. There's a lot of adults playing Fortnite that won't say it out loud, but there's yeah. a lot of them. Are you one of them? I think I pretty much said it out loud. <laughs> anyway, so. yeah. yeah, Fortnite's an adult game. What are you talking about? Um, let's let's wrap this up uh, because we talked a little bit before oh, going. Gus on, Nyquist. Oh, Gus Nyquist. Okay, yes. Shout out to Gus Nyquist. He was so I'm much fun to up. watch. Yeah. A really underrated player that can play anywhere in the lineup uh, and was very quietly racked up a ton of points. Um, not so much this season, but last season. And it was just a really good, a really good guy in the locker room, I think. So yeah, Gus Nyquist, another excellent option for unsung hero. Um, let's wrap this up, uh, because we talked a little bit off mic about this and we've decided that a couple of grades that we've given out, we've kind of gone back and we've looked at in a list and we're like, okay, maybe some people got grades that were a little too high. Some people grades were a little too low. So let's start with, um, Liam Foodie, 
who we originally, I say we, I originally gave Liam Foody a B minus because I did that episode solo um, before Hayden joined the team. I, in hindsight, probably would not give Liam Foody the same grade that I'm giving Daniel Tarasov, for example. Um, so I am motioning that we bump his grade down to a C. I think that feels more likely. Um, I don't want to go as far as giving him a D because, again, I think he's still young enough that the potential is there. I know people like to call him a bust, but I don't think a B minus is is where is where his game is at right now. Yeah. Okay, I like that. That's a good correction out of you. I'll take that. I didn't really notice that one. That one didn't stick out to me too much, but I think you're right because at the end of the day, I, I reviewed that episode and, and pulled that grade, and you mentioned that Marchenko was drafted after him in that in the Liam mm-hmm. Foodie draft. And look at where Marchenko's at in his you know games played in Columbus already versus how long it's taken Foodie to get going. So that's perfectly good. I think that's good. I had one – Two that we one guy that we just kind of just we must have just dumped a lot of blame we on did him dunk on this guy too. <laughs> yeah. In my head, I think I gave him this grade because I assumed that we were going to be giving all of the defensemen bad grades. Um, that's my that's my justification for it, I think is I I thought we'd be giving out a lot more D's than we ended up giving out. But in hindsight, I do feel a little bit unfair giving this player a D plus. Okay, and that player is Eric Robinson. And the reason why I feel like he doesn't deserve a D-plus is because he played 72 games this year. That's a lot of games. Uh, He had 12 goals, 12 assists for 24 points. And I don't know, I just looked at some other guys that got way better than him. Like, we gave Justin Richards and Tyler Angle B-pluses. Justin Richards played two games. Right, like Eric Robinson played seventy more games than Justin Richards did, and like when I think of the Blue Jackets this past year, I don't think Eric Robinson was an issue. Like he still can be a very dynamic and explosive, like third or fourth line player, and that I want the Blue Jackets to keep around and invest in as as long as he keeps skating fast because he is a big body moving when he does get going. And I, I hate when the Blue Jackets let those players go too early, like Josh Anderson and uh, Anthony Duclair and uh, Sonny Milano, but he's a lesser level. So, yeah, yeah, it's we're all we're all fallible people, you know. We are allowed to make mistakes, and I think those were the two most egregious. I think probably I would bump a couple of the defensemen down a, a few grades, but or like a few points, not grades, but. For the most part, I think we did a, a pretty decent job um, for these grades. Uh, How about this? Of- I got a proposal. How about we slash every defenseman down one mark? Like not I a letter grade, just one mark. Okay, with that. Okay, just we and we see what happens after that. Yeah. Um, like if we were debating between two scores, we just gave it to whoever was more sad. Yeah. Because <laughs> of that player. <laughs> just to give the goal, just to make Elvis feel a little better because he did get the only F, you know, mm-hmm. and at the end of the day, a goalie is only as good as his defenseman. And right. the Blue Jackets trotted out a million and a half defensemen this year. It's not so. an exaggeration. A million and a half, you can count them. Um, that's that's going to be it for us for today. Uh, we are going to be back tomorrow. 
we're going to be talking about the Clever Monsters. We're going to do a little season preview for those guys, looking at maybe who they're going to get back from injury, from the Blue Jackets, new faces, things like that. We might have a special guest if we can swing it. We'll uh, we'll see. And, uh, oh, big announcement. Because we hit 500 uh, YouTube subscribers, we are going to be giving away uh, two tickets to a Blue Jackets game in November, yeah. I believe. I don't remember which game it is. Uh, all of the details will be going on the website at lockedonpodcast.com. We'll be tweeting them out. Uh, all, you will go, all you're going to have to do is send us proof that you are subscribed to our YouTube channel and you will be entered into the running. You can uh, send that to us on Twitter, uh, underscore Jacob Foster, J-A-K-O-B-F-O-R-S-T-E-R, or Hayden at Hayden H971, Locked on Blue Jackets at L-O underscore Blue Jackets. You can email proof as well to us uh, at lockedonbluejackets at gmail.com just send us a screenshot of uh of our page and you'll you should be at a little tick mark next to the subscribe button and uh, yeah just send that to us and we will enter you into the draw to win uh, two tickets to a blue jackets game because we want us to thank you guys for uh supporting us and uh we're gonna have a good season so uh that's that's our our big announcement um we weren't sure we were gonna hit 500 subscribers before the season started, but we did. Congrats to us. Shout out to you guys. Um, and yeah, that's uh, that's all we've got today. Like I said, tomorrow, Monsters Talk. And uh, thanks everyone for making us your first listen every day. Continue to be free and available everywhere you can find podcasts on YouTube's Interior XM. And until tomorrow, make sure you stay locked on. <laughs>